Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to. Well, no, we're back. What up, though? Put it like that. We're we are back, folks. Talking sports. FTS is back after a brief hiatus. I am KG Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Bar View, and with me is my man Willie Gibson in Ohio. How you doing, brother? I'm good, sir. How about yourself? Doing pretty well. I just I literally just got back from uh, Houston Cougars men's basketball practice mm-hmm. as they went a little bit longer than projected, but that's okay. You know, we're on Coach Kelvin Sampson time, so it's, it's all good. And they get ready for the matchup Monday evening, well, I guess Monday night, against Iowa State for first place in the Big 12. Both teams 9-3 and three in Big 12 play. And, of course, Iowa State beat Houston earlier in mm-hmm. the season. Cook's uh, first Big 12 loss, which led to their loss against TCU and caused some folks to panic. <laughs> What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? But then... Since then, they have won nine of the next 10, and they're nine and three in Big 12 play. But first, Corey, how are you doing? We're going to talk some Buckeyes. Yes, sir. We're going to talk some Buckeyes, and we're going to talk some Cougar basketball women's style. Yeah. First things first, Willie yep. Gibson. Yep. Ohio State men's basketball made a change on Wednesday. Wednesday. And that change, I don't know, did that change make the difference today in the win over Purdue? It did. It did, unfortunately, and, and and that happens, you know. When any time a change is made, um, whatever reason, uh, people play different. Um, for the change, let's let's discuss that first. Um, I hate it for Chris Holtman. Chris Holtman's a great guy, super nice guy. You know, I have colleagues in, in the business, and I'm sure you do as well. You know, you don't want to get to know the people you cover. You just want to cover them and right. let the chips fall where they may, and and that that may work for some. But you know, I'm a at the end of the day, it's people, people that have a job. We all have jobs to do. And um, over the last seven years, you know, the, the times I had a chance to interact with uh, Chris Holman, super nice guy. Um, that being said, um, it was time for a change without question. Um, it was inevitable. Uh, the change but, was going to come. during the season, though? Well, here's where okay. we, okay. yeah, I was getting to that. I was getting to that. Uh, the chance is going to come at the end of the year anyway. I believe, and this is just, this is a source that's close to me. This is Willie. This is the source close to me. Mm-hmm. Me. Got you. Yeah, got you. I believe, and he said it was not the case because uh, current athletic director Gene Smith um, spoke on Wednesday, and he was flat out asked, you know, did you make this decision or was this Ross Bjork? Uh, Ross Bjork is the new athletic director uh, on tap to to take over as AD on July 1. However, he's on tap on March 1st to become senior consultant to AD Gene Smith. Okay. Take that as you will. Mm -hmm. Um, Gene was asked, was it his decision or did he consult with uh, Ross Bjork before he made the decision? And Gene emphatically said, I called him and told him what I was going to do. Um, I believe that... No one wanted Ross Bjork's first order of business when he came on board to fire. It was to fire Chris Holtman. No one wanted that blood on his hands as the first order of business. So I believe the discussion was made. Hey, Gene, do us a solid. You take care of this. Because Gene then went on to say that Ross Bjork is leading the coaching search as senior consultant to the AD, not as AD. He doesn't become an AD until July 1. Mm -hmm. But He's leading the coaching search, and Gene will assist. But you also didn't t- before told me 
that it was your decision alone. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it was going to happen. It was inevitable. It's going to happen end of the year. But I believe, you know, with six games to go, it was a situation where no one wanted the new AD to come in with a machete day one. So it was done now. Who who would you like to see take over? Um, interesting. I, I would like to see Chris Gent, former yeah. Buckeye, mm-hmm. um, assistant coach in the uh, NBA right now with the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, I believe twice has held the interim head coaching job. I think one in, once in Houston and once in Orlando. Um, shooting coach for LeBron James was well, been with LeBron off and on since his uh, early days in Cleveland. Um, again, former Buckeye played right. on the uh, team with Jim Jackson that went to the Final Four in the early 90s. Remember that? Knows yep. the program, knows the school, knows the culture, knows the fan base. And I think he and he has NBA experience and he knows what it takes to get these guys to the next level. I think it'll be a, a great hire. Um, East Coast guy, originally from New Jersey. Um, I think it'll be a great hire. But, you know, you see various lists. Uh, Doug McDermott, nothing wrong with any of these coaches. Nothing wrong at all. Um, But it's interesting to me that you have these lists. But again, as I just said, Ross Bjork has the decision, Mm -hmm. and no one knows his thoughts. He hasn't even started. He doesn't officially start until March 1. So you see Lamont Paris of South Carolina. You see Doug McDermott of uh, Creighton. You see uh, Jay Wright of CBS Sports. Um, Yeah. So, but me, I would love to see Chris Jen. Yeah, you you mentioned that, and once again, you're watching episode 122 of Folks Talking Sports. We will talk Cougar basketball, this, but here on this show, we talk sports, not just the Cougars. Mm-hmm. And Willie Gibson is a Buckeye, a proud alum of the Ohio State. So, getting some Big Ten perspective, in addition to Cougs perspective, because I'm a proud U.S. alum. But the list I've seen so far, I think most of them were head coaches, yep. right? Not head coaches. And I didn't see Chris Jen. You brought up Chris Dent. We talked a few days ago. I like yeah. that. You know, yeah. I like the hire. I'm I know Chris his time here in Houston. So I like it kind of outside the box as well, but he checks a lot of the boxes. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with hiring a qualified or you know an experienced lead assistant coach or whatever, however you want to spin it. Mm-hmm. But I think he'd do a good job there. We'll see what happens. What today's game, let me put it up because Corey yeah. talked about it. The up in energy was visible today in the game against Purdue. And your thoughts on that statement from Corey. <laughs> I saw the last eight minutes or so of the game. Mm-hmm. So I saw they were ahead at halftime. I was watching, I want to say I was watching uh, South Florida, Florida Atlantic. Mm-hmm. And kudos to South Florida for winning and beating FAU. That was a fun game. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute too. Because I, right. it's rare you see a team down 25 with eight minutes to go, cut it to three, <laughs> like a minute to go. But your thoughts on Ohio State Purdue today? Yeah. Um, I, I agree. The energy was up. I saw rotations and players play together that I hadn't seen all year. Uh, shout out to, to Jake Diebler. He, he ran his show. He ran the program today. He ran his team. Austin Parks, for example, freshman center. Hadn't seen the court. I can't tell you the last time I saw Austin Parks play. Okay. He had a pivotal role today. 
off the bench. Now, some would say, well, it was only because Felix Alpara was in foul trouble and Zeke had foul trouble. Well, they've been in foul trouble all year long, but you hadn't seen Austin Parks. Um, I know there's some things with the younger guys. Devin Royal, Mr. Basketball Ohio, here at Ohio State, played three minutes, uh, I think, against uh, Illinois. And it, it's been questions have been asked. And I don't know what went into that. If that was a part of the determining factor to have Chris Holtman leave now in six, I still believe it was not wanting Ross Bjork to come in and do the job. But you saw a clean, crisp rotation of players today that you hadn't seen all year long. Mm-hmm. And it worked. It, 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 I don't know that Purdue is ready for that. I mean, because Zach Eady did what he does. Yeah. I mean, that, that, you know, it, he still got what he did, but um, and, and Jordan and Jameson battle scoreless in the first half. He ended up with eighteen in the second half. Those type things weren't happening. Just, just were not happening uh, prior to the day. It's funny. A colleague said, "You know, if you told me you had a team that beat Alabama, had a team that beat uh, UCLA, had a team that beat number two Purdue, and had a team that beat West Virginia." You wouldn't. I wouldn't believe you when you told me that team fired their coach in February. Yeah. But this is the team that we have here at Ohio <laughs> right. State. Yeah. So it's crazy. Corey adds this, and for those who want to, Corey, yep. you know, Corey's on this Buckeye slant. Well, he's got Buckeye ties too, so yep. you know it's all it's good. Chapman. Yep. And Jamison Battle, he's the left-hander. He iced the game pretty much at the foul line. I like yep. him. I like his game. Yep. I like lefties. Lefties like have. It looks like they just have textbook shooting form. You know. How you would, if you want to teach a player how to shoot, watch a left-handed shooter. <laughs> yep. I like his form on his shot. So it's good to see. Salute to them. I know fans will say, see, this is why UConn should have been the number one overall seed and all that kind of stuff, you know, in the bracket preview, everything. It's the beauty of college basketball yeah. and, and women's. It's one and done. Yeah. UConn might be playing the best ball right now. But today is February 18th. Yeah, they bombed. They bombed Marquette yesterday. Yeah. The biggest blowout margin, I think, of a top five matchup in NCAA history. Salute to them. Yeah. yeah. It's February. It's not March. Not the Final Four. And I'm not throwing shade at UConn. They're a hell of a team. Got a great chance to repeat. But in the one-and-done format, all they got to do is have one off night or their opponent be on from three-point range. And that's all that matters. Speaking of UConn, uh, going back to this coaching search, the other name on the list was Bobby Hurley. <laughs> and the guy who replaced him at Buffalo back in the day, Nate Oates, now in Alabama. So that, that goes, the, again, the list, yeah, that's, no one knows. That's, that's a strange, that's a, that's a wide-ranging list right there. Right. <laughs> okay. No one knows. No one yeah. knows. Yeah. All right, we're going to shift gears. Hmm? I'm going to comment on Coach Sam's what he said. I'm going to have a clip. To his answer to my question about the change in start time for tomorrow's game to 8 o'clock Central, 9 p.m. Eastern from 6 p.m. Oh, Corey wants to know, what do you think about AG at Dayton? Uh, I, would, I wouldn't mind that, but that's his alma mater. It'd be tough to get him to leave his alma mater. And he has that program back on track. So, yeah, yeah I, I would like it. Yeah. And the, and the better coach. they – the more they win, the better Houston's win over them looks. <laughs> so, yeah. you know – but 
Back to it. ESPN, folks in charge, whoever, changed the start time for Houston, Iowa State, first place battle from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Folks who live in Houston realize that is a huge, huge difference because traffic, I went on a, a rant Thursday when I, when it wasn't official and I was told that it was possible that the chip, the start time was going to change to eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. It is a massive deal because I forgot who Houston played at six, not too long ago. And Fertitta center was less than packed because it is hard. Brother Gibson, I tell you, man, to get to Houston downtown, by six o'clock during the week and being in your seat, unless you live across the street from Fertitta Center or down the street, it's almost impossible. Oh, I can imagine. So to get to change the eight o'clock was a big deal. And Coach Sampson acknowledged that. I'm going to post that after this show on um, the social media platforms, of, of course, on Houston Round Bar View on YouTube, et cetera. But I'm looking forward to tomorrow's game. Two defensive teams going at it. Y'all know I love defense. Y'all know I love, I hate all this high scoring, 140, 135 NBA mess. Looking like all-star games before tonight's all-star game takes place. So I'm looking forward to Iowa State. Coach Sampson had high, high praise for Iowa State and the style of play. They play great defense. Tamer Lipsy, their point guard, their front court. They're too deep up front. All those things. But I'm shifting gears. Willie Gibson. Yes, sir. I'm just going to play this clip. Uh-oh. What I'm going to say. Uh-oh. Corey Miller, you watched this as well. <laughs> Do you remember this and these words from Coach Ronald Huey, Houston Cougars men's basketball coach, after the Cougs lost in the AAC title game to East Carolina 11 months ago? Listen to these words, Corey, mm-hmm. you especially as well. We got a bunch of emails from, you know, other tournaments and things like that. But, you know, it's time to set a standard for NCAAs around here. You know, and that's the thing that we, we are get together as a team and talk about and, and being able to make some um, some headway that way. Um, again, the standard that we've set, um, again, finishing in the top three or four last three or four years maybe even five years and and getting so close and 20 wins and 18 wins and you know sweet 16s and WNITs and all that's just coming up short again we um sit down together as a group and be able to make a decision with that because again their word is just as important as mine um it's been a long year and uh, we want to make sure that we are all on board if we're going to do anything moving forward but the one thing I want to say about this group is, you know, the resilience is just tremendous. It's just tremendous. When you come to work every single day, when things not happening your way and you're getting those close losses and, you know, things like that, and they still came to work. We never got blown out this year, no matter who we played. And we play a top 15 schedule in the country. I had coaches calling me like, why y'all scheduled so hard? We had a team that can be able to do that. Never got blown out. Never got blown out. And it came to work every single day. Every day. 
no matter if you ask them to play 10 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Three overtime games, one overtime, no matter. And um, the thing that we talked about in that locker room was bottling up this feeling, you know, this pain, this disappointment, this disbelief, and letting it fuel us for future steps every single day, starting with life itself. Because everything matters, and that's why we say it. We wanted to fight for 40 minutes like everything matters, and I can't say not one second that they didn't do that. And that's why you can hold your head up and put your chest up and put your shoulders back and walk around proud because you know you did your job to the best of your ability. And that's the most thing I'm, I'm, I'm so happy about with this team and these two. Your thoughts on the, those those comments from Ronald Huey, Mr. Gibson? A couple things. Other coaches emailed him asking why his schedule was so hard, but I digress. Um, that's interesting. Um, but the but the main thing is the standard is the standard. The standard we've set here is the NCAA. I knew this where we were going, but I yes. I, I didn't hear <laughs> that the first time about other coaches emailing me about my schedule, but. I digress. Yeah, but the standard is the standard. You know, we we set the standard. We go to NCAA's here. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting, interesting. And, yeah, and the standard must. It's not going to be met this year, <laughs> Mr. Gibson, Corey. Anybody watching us on Facebook or on our FTS on on Twitter or on so, YouTube? They're so four and ten in Big Twelve play right now. Four so is it the standard? So is it the standard then? What are we talking about? That's that part. Who's standard is? I mean, all right. Okay. See, that's, that is where I'm going. Those are his words. Right. Okay. His words. How can I phrase this? I've heard, been told, informed, notified. No, oh, say yeah. this, 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 too. this, this, too. this, too, from Corey. You're not about to say this. Let's, but I not, know. let's talk about not getting blown out. Yeah, I know you're not about to say what I said. That, that was a he was hanging his hat on that too. We didn't get blown out last year. Yeah. Okay. Last year they were 15 and 16 overall, 10 and 5 in the American. The American is not the Big 12. Okay. And the Big 12 is still down, but the American is not the Big 12. And again, Houston is currently 4 and 10 in the Big 12 this season. They got their first road win, Big 12 road win yesterday over Oklahoma State. It's not impressive. No, not at Because all. Oklahoma State is about on the Cougs level as well. It wasn't like Houston beat Texas, <laughs> okay, something like that, or, or K-State. Mm -hmm. But it was the first Big 12 road win. So naturally, they're going to drum it up. You know, it's the first. Okay, salute. They're not going to the NCAA tournament this year. That'll be 10 years under Coach Huey of no trips to the NCAA tournament, which is what? The standard. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's his words. The standard. He's his his job is not safe. I'll say it like that. Okay. Okay. His job is that. not safe. Okay. But Finances may be an issue. He only has one year left on his deal, right? Yes. 
So what's the finances? So that there, it's being discussed how to go about it. Because he's not, and as far as I know, he's not, he's one of the, if not the lowest paid coach in the Big 12 women's basketball this season. Mm-hmm. But it's all relative to everybody else. So to, to Texas, what he's getting paid, like three and a quarter, it's nothing, you know, dropping a bucket. Sure. But to pay him, his staff, to go this season and then hire a new staff, new coach, new staff, it's a question of, well, how much can we afford to pay the new staff and be competitive and supposedly to compete for a championship, which was supposed to be the goal of, you know, being in the Big 12. So all these things are being discussed. So I'm not saying he's definitely gone. Because he might come back for an 11th season. Which would really make me shake my head. Because his own words. <laughs> I played that clip on purpose because I referenced it Thursday during the lunch break. You've seen it because I sent it to you the day after or the yep. day of, when he said it back in March last year. Yep. The standard is the NCAA tournament. Barring some miracle this season, some miraculous run next month in Kansas City. They're probably going to have to play on the first day of the tournament. That's the seeds, for, seeds 11 through 14. So the bottom four of the, of the conference. Yeah. And win, I think, five games in a row to get to the NCAA tournament. That's not going to happen. Can, can I go back to this finance piece? Yes, go ahead, please. So next year is the second year of, of Houston in the Big 12, right? Yes. And when does their full share kick in? Third year. Okay. So I don't know. And let me preface it by saying this. I never advocate for anybody losing their job. I don't. Of course. Of course. Because it goes back to what you said about Chris Holman. Yeah. These are people. Yeah. Yeah. Never advocate. However, this is a result-driven business. Yes. And if the results and the production doesn't match the expectation, then it's easy to spend somebody else's money. I know. But why can you not structure the new coach's deal that in year one, it fits your financial blueprint with an increase in year two, which will be the year three of the Big 12 when you get your full complement of money. Why would that be a, a far-fetched idea? That's the standard. Jeez, that's 12 his, that's his record. That's his record, yeah. Wow. That's unbelievable. I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, so you delay it another year, you put the new coach behind the eight ball another year. That's no, that's hustling backwards, as, yes. as I've heard. I mean, that they don't, uh, ooh. it's being discussed. Yeah. So, how long, how much, how long does these discussions have to go on before a consensus is made, a decision is made? That is the great question. And I'm checking Corey. I'm not sure Corey's numbers are right. He might be a little bit off. <laughs> so, because that's a little better than I thought. But it's under 500. That's a question of how many games he under 500 he is. In 10 years. In 10 years. And it's, of course, zero trips to the NCAA tournament. Wow. Which is the standard. Standard. What he said himself, the standard. 
I've heard so, him say, I got to recruit better. I've heard him say, I've said a lot. He said that after the when they lost to Texas. Right. But so then it's a couple of things. I have to recruit better. So one, what have you been doing this entire time? And then two, what does that say to your current roster? Yeah. I, yeah. This, this is more accurate right here. That's all right, Corey. No worry. You're our research wow. guy for doing the show. That's okay. Yeah. That's eat. Wow. Okay. But, you know. Wow. And again, I'm not advocating for someone to lose their job. I'm saying, but 134 and 166. No trips to the tur- No trips to the standard. Wow. H Town. And Willie, I have more to add, but I'm going to oh. say it to you off the air. Okay. okay. I don't know. Yeah. S- sorry, Corey. What I have to say, more to share, I can't say publicly. <laughs> All right. But. It's town, and that guarantee will. The the second part, well, I don't know about that. I mean, the Cougs, heck, this week alone. Tomorrow, home against Iowa State is going to be tough. I expect it to be tough. I could be wrong. I was wrong yesterday about I thought the Horns keeper was in 10. No, <laughs> no. Um, but Saturday, next Saturday, or this coming Saturday, will be in Baylor, in Waco against Baylor. Oh, yes, that Drew is another name. Sorry. Yeah, that's, As you Baylor, say, this name just Yeah, you know, stuff like that, too. Baylor at home. They got uh, a road game at Oklahoma. Mm. That's going to be tough. You know, Coach Sampson going back to Sooner Nation. And then road game at UCF. That's two teams from the American matching up. Yes, the home the first game wasn't was not close at all. I think UCF didn't score 40 in that game here. But in Orlando, that's different. They don't home court. So we'll see. But the Cougs win tomorrow over Iowa State and somehow win in Waco on Saturday. They'd have a big leg up on number one seed for the conference tournament next month in Kansas City. But first things first, as Coach Sampson said yesterday, quickly in his postgame press conference, I've already forgotten about this game. I'm going to, I'm, he said what, he, he said it this way. I don't give a shit what other coaches say. I'm telling you, I am focused on one thing, Iowa State, Iowa State. Look at the contracts. <laughs> Look at the contracts, what you just said. <laughs> yes. All right. Which is my, my basic, my overriding point in the comparisons. They've both been at Houston 10 years. For folks who may not realize that, Coach Huey and Coach Sampson have both been in charge for 10 seasons. Women's team, barring some miracle, will make it 10 straight seasons of no trips to the NCAA tournament. Question. I just thought so. Yes. How many years has it been that the previous women's team or the coach it's been a disaster okay. for a long time. The last okay. time they made it to the tournament was 2010-11. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That, yeah. Thank you. Okay. So 13. he inherited a mess. Yeah. Right. And I, I want to say they had as few as three wins wow. um, before he took over. The three-win season. Then maybe a six-win and then three wins. It's, it's, it's just it's horrible. It's awful basketball, which – 
Sam's record. I mean, another contrast right there. Final four trip, elite eight trips, sweet 16 trips, number one seed in last year's regional, projected to be number one seed again this year. On and on. The comparisons, they're in the same building for practice in the Guy V. Lewis Development Center. One side, women's got their own court, their own practice court. Men, same thing, their own practice court. <laughs> so I just, and I say this because I, I did a rant as well, not a rant, but part of Thursday as well. Mm-hmm. The only way I think people will care about women's basketball in the city of Houston and the administration is if Caitlin Clark type player comes to Houston or they win and win with style, win big, you know, all it's a combination of a lot of things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where just the, the average fan starts paying attention to the women's basketball program. That's the only way I think people will care enough because it's not just being in the Big 12 now. They had 1,600 fans at the game against Texas. And probably most of those fans were Texas fans. <laughs> you know? Wow. So, and Texas has one of the best players is from Pearland. Pearland is roughly 25 miles outside of Houston. Mm. Didn't even consider going to Houston. Okay. When he, he gave a list of the Longhorns, all Americans, well, all Americans, but they're talented ro- roster. Roy Harmon from Houston, top 10 point guard, top, top, top 10 player out of high school. They got top 10 player, top 25, Madison Booker, one of the top freshmen. She's top 20. You got a Gaston from Pearland. She's top 25. You got top 10, top 20, top 25, top 50, top 50. Cougars have one top 100 player in the roster, Layla Blair. Just one. You're not in the Big 12, as you said. <laughs> I'm st- I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> so, I, 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 it's not personal. I, I'm not, trust me, it is not personal. I'm beyond that. Maybe my earlier days being media, I didn't know any better. And I took things personal. I'm beyond that. I'm just using folks at the taking up at their word. Hmm? The Houston administration said we expect to go into the Big 12 competing for championships. Coach Hugh himself said the standard is to get to the NCAA tournament. The three other newcomers in women's hoops, well, to the conference, Cincinnati, Coach Mayweather, first-year head coach at Cincinnati. BYU, second year at BYU. UCF, second year at UCF. But Ronald Huey, 10th year at Houston. Okay, so what are y'all trying to do over there? What are y'all trying to accomplish? All right, anyway. Now we're going to get into a discussion that Brother Gibson and I disagree on. Mm-hmm. It's okay, we have you know, we don't agree with everything, but it's part of why we're friends and colleagues and, and all that part part of who we are and what makes FTS what it is. Yep. Was it Thursday? 
Friday. When they, Friday when they announced it. Made it well, it oh, well, we talked Friday. I don't know when it was announced. Yeah. We talked Friday. We talked about the, uh, the Big 12 having their pro day be the first conference to have a conference-wide pro day. And it'll be in a few weeks at the Star in Frisco. Your thoughts on just, to, just tell everybody what what your your thoughts on yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, to be frank, I think it's whack. Um, I think, I mean, on a number of fronts. Um, I would ask you the question we had talked about Friday. What, what's the purpose of a conference wide pro day? Or yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was just going back because I remember, yeah, the conference. You know, Commissioner Yomark, he's he's in the entertainment business. Not the sports. He, he he said that in my interview with uh, Tyrell Kirkham. Mm-hmm. He said it that they're in the Big Twelve is in the entertainment business. So that's that's part of the rationale behind this. Mm-hmm. You know, being first, want to get the exposure on the NFL Network. I found the press release from last year. And a quote from Commissioner Yormark, the first of its kind Big 12 Pro Day will provide our student assets. He said student athletes, but y'all know how I feel about That's that. An opportunity to showcase their talent and skill as they turn their NFL dreams into reality. Through this partnership with the NFL, Big 12 student athletes will receive national media exposure across NFL Network and NFL media platforms. We are thrilled to partner with the NFL to host this pro day. And we look forward to creating a special experience for our student athletes, end quote. Now, Troy Vincent, the NFL executive vice president of football ops said, or added, the Big 12 unified approach will provide world-class maximum exposure, mentorship, and development opportunities for potential future prospects pulling on the vast resources of these Big 12 institutions. From state-of-the-art medical and talent evaluations to maximize media exposure and classroom professional development, these future leaders will experience a dignified, respectful, and comprehensive assessment, end quote. I guess my my, my point of view is, is this. Um... I think it's meism, and we talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I think it's meism from the perspective of the purpose of the pro day is again to allow the the media exposure on the NFL Network. If the scout comes to Waco, Texas, to see you work out, that's the purpose of the pro day is to get in front of the scout. You know, the fact that it's on the NFL Network, me watching it in Columbus, Ohio, is not helping that young man get to the league. I think it's more so. Again, you call them. We, you know, we talk about something. We call them student assets. I think it's more so the conference profiting off the backs of the student assets because it's not about marketing the conference at that point. It's about giving that young man an opportunity to be featured in front of the scouts, which they're going to do in Waco, Texas, on Baylor's campus, which they're going to do in Austin, Texas, on Texas's campus. They're going to do in Houston, Texas, on Houston's campus. Ames, Iowa, Manhattan, Kansas, Orlando, Florida, wherever. So the fact that it's the Big 12 Conference Pro Day is meism to me. And it's another, again, another opportunity and another 
uh, situation where the, the the conference is is profiting off the backs of the student assets. What do you think, Justin? What do you think, Corey? Y'all watching us on, on YouTube and the dates are it will take place March 27th through March 31st in Frisco, Texas at the Star. What I'm just my thing, I'm kind of curious to see how how because really that's for me, that's basketball tournament times, so I'm gonna watch it at all. <laughs> but I want to see how it how it how it's run. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of curious at that. You know, it's football. And hopefully AD will spend some time, you know, following it. He might even want to stop by and, and cover it if he can for a few days to see, to see how it how it looks. Right. But it is. I mean, it's, it's and, a big 12 thing. Go ahead. And then I guess also. Uh, are the individual schools no longer having. That, that's what I don't know. Yeah, that's what I don't know. I'm, I'm curious about that myself. I want to find yeah, out. And, and, and if they are, what's the point of athlete B going to the store if I've already if I've already worked out on my campus the scouts have seen me yes it's another opportunity to be seen by the scouts but I just don't it's so many I just don't under does it yeah yeah it's just interesting to me it's interesting so, yeah I'm gonna put out an email to UH and when I get hopefully I get an answer I'll let you know you know it may not be this evening but tomorrow yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I'm kind of curious to myself that they'll still be individual school pro days but justin and mobizi going a whole other tangent did you see or hear the about did you see the clip or hear about the clip with cj stroud walking amber rose to our car yeah and i heard the the explanation yeah and her quick response was he was just being a gentleman the what would she say the sprinter she was with left her oh (laughs) his mom his mom said some things too his moms don't play that yeah Yeah. right nah (laughs) nah but yeah, I don't. I don't. I'll leave it alone because I don't want to talk about her or you know make it seem like I'm talking about her because I'm not because she's sure. still an attractive woman. <laughs> you know, I'm not blind. I got four eyes. I can see all that. But sure. CJ and Tank Dell were at the Cougars Longhorns game yesterday, and uh, so there was no questions about that. We didn't get to, didn't speak to him, but Akeem was there yesterday. <laughs> Man, it was like old home week for UH alums. Football, track, basketball. Yeah. So it was good to see. And this is your thoughts on this. Yeah. Because I kind of I think someone mentioned it to me. Marcus Sasser, Jarris Walker. I'm not sure if Quentin was there, Quentin Grimes, but the three Cougars who are in the NBA, and they hinted as well. Mm-hmm. Willie, this is All Star Weekend. Yep. They chose to come to the Coug Longhorn game rather than be in Indianapolis. Yep. Same. Malachi Brandon was at the Ohio State game today. So that says a lot to me about how the young men feel about their programs. Yeah. They're alma maters to me. Yep. Yep. Same. And I found that interesting as well. They honored Malachi Brandon at one of the early timeouts. And I'm like, oh, he's here. And and they, they also honored. The 1999 Final Four team, Scooney Penn, Michael Red, that team that, that went to the Final Four. But, but yeah, to your point, yeah, current NBA players didn't go to Indianapolis. But you went know, home. Yeah. And didn't go to it. Cabo. They didn't go to Cabo. And maybe, and I don't know, they've been off since Wednesday. Maybe they went to Cabo until Saturday and 
came in or went to Cabo your case Friday and, and came home Saturday. I don't know. What, yeah, we don't know what, what they did prior, but they were but at they were in the building. Yeah. 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 So that's that a lot. Yeah. Justin says this was I, I'm really not paying any attention to the NBA All-Star Week at all. Any of the events. Mm -hmm. I'm just washing my mind of it. Yeah. But Justin says CJ was at the All-Star events on Friday. Yeah, he played the, he played the celebrity uh, All-Star game. Yeah, and, he, and so he popped on the jet and came to UH and sat in the first row. And one, who was it? Uh, I think Andy told me this. Andy Yanez mentioned this to me, that there were so many celebs there. Akeem sat in the second row, hmm. <laughs> which I, I never do <laughs> to, to dream because he is one of the icons of Houston Cougars men's basketball. Sure. But he sat in the second row behind CJ Tank Dell and some other of the youngs, the younger. Wow. That's, so I'm like, that's, okay. borderline, that's borderline disrespectful. <laughs> to me, it is. For my yeah. generation, it is. But yeah. yeah. What? Whatever. But hey, wow. anything to talk about. Hey, but I'm just glad. It's, you know, Nate Henson is a rocket. I talked to Nate on Monday. So good to see him. And the other former Cougars, Kyler Edwards. Kyler Edwards and Coach Sampson touched on this in post game. Kyler Edwards was a Cougar for a year, one season. Mm -hmm. But Coach Sampson said he will be a Cougar for life. Nice. That is, Willie, you, I think you got a sense of it in mm -hmm. talking with me and Justin Mobizi, Corey, who followed me on this platform. Y'all don't realize. I think you get a hint of it. Mm -hmm. The job Coach Sampson and his staff have done to connect and reconnect with the alums and all the alums from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s to now because it was lost that previous people in charge burned some bridges okay. and turned off a whole lot of alums who refused. It wasn't just the basketball was poor and we weren't winning games. They would not set, set foot on campus, let alone inside the building to watch their team play. So Coach Sampson has done just a commendable job on the court, but also off the court to bring everyone back to the program. So it's just another example of the job he's done nationally making the Cougars relevant. So I've just, so that part of me, you know, I'm taking off my media credential and just being a proud alum of what the, the job he's done. Because I tell you, man, some of the stuff I, I'm not going to say publicly, but man, the way some of the older alums were mistreated, y'all would just shake your heads and say, Chris, you lying. <laughs> you know? and trust me, y'all would just, Come on, Chris. Nope. Y'all would just shake your head and like, really? Yes. Truly. How they used to do some of these alums. It, it's just so, so awful. How they dissed them, basically. But it's, that's a whole 180. Now it's just a whole generation. This is a golden era in, in men's basketball. Mm -hmm. And the only thing left for Coach Sam to do is win that national championship. It's hard to do because, like I said, it's not a series. You know, got to be hot or be good for six games and hope your opponent is not hot for the, for the game you play them in. Right. But I want to touch base. 
with everybody that, you know, we're back. LTS is back. If y'all want to watch the all-star game, the glorified scrimmage, you know, feel free. But, oh, you follow the Cavs, cover the Cavs. Yep, yep. Do you maintain that yes. Donovan Mitchell right. will be a Cav next season? I do. I do. I do. I do. I, I've, I've heard and I've seen, but yes, yeah. yes, I do. Yes, I do. I mean, I, I had a, a fan on, on uh, Let's Talk Houston Rockets. How about Donovan <laughs> as a Rocket? And I was like, Willie said he's not no. going anywhere. <laughs> so, no. Does the Lakers have access to three first round picks next year? And yep. Cavs traded three to Utah and it matches up, but it, I don't believe so. I mean, this, they're second in the East. Um, He's clearly an MVP candidate, averaging 28 a night. Uh, Two time All Star, Spiders going to New York. No, I think they're good. I think they're good now with what they have. But uh, yeah, it's uh, no, no. I still believe he'll be in Cleveland. Player option for next year. I think they'll get a deal done over the summer. Um, And we'll just go from there. All right, brother. Fair enough. Thank you for waiting on me <laughs> and practice the end to join yes. me here on FTS this evening. We're going to try to get back to the regular schedule. So everybody, just if you haven't already, subscribe to the Houston Round Bar Review on YouTube. Click on that bell to be notified of when FTS shows will go live. Tell your friends about this show. Tell your friends about Less Rage Cougs. We'll have another post-game show Monday night after the Cougs Iowa State game. Going to be a late one because the game Starts at 8 now, 9 Eastern, because it was changed from 6 slash 7 Eastern to 8 o'clock. So we won't be starting post games like 10, 15, 10, 30. So get your favorite adult beverage and join us for a late night edition of Less Rage Cougs with me, Andy, and Dayon. Brother Gibson, I'm going to yes, give sir. you the platform. Thank you, brother. Let me, let me make sure I do everything correctly here. You got it, my man. Appreciate you as always, my brother. Um, thank you for the opportunity. You can uh, reach out to me as the crawl is stating um, on Twitter at Will Gibson Seven, uh, I, uh, IG and Threads Will Knows Sports, and Facebook is Will Knows. But uh, looking forward to. Uh, I am going to watch a little bit of the All Star Game until it gets to be like one nineteen, one twelve in the second quarter, and I'll probably shut it down. But uh, thank you as always for the opportunity, KG. No problem, my man. And I am KG, Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review. Put that up. Y'all know how I am. You see it on the screen there. Houston Round Ball Review on Instagram, TikTok, Thread, Spoutable, etc. Thank you, everybody, for your, for taking time out of your Sunday evening to join us on this edition of Folks Talking Sports. Come again. Don't be a stranger. H-Town Big, Big Dobbs says, go Cougs. Join us. Monday, if you are a Coug fan, heck, if you are an Iowa State fan, join us tomorrow as we recap the what I hope will be a competitive, hard-fought, well, I don't even care if it's well-played, hard-fought, competitive game that the refs allow the teams to play. <laughs> and don't call it too tight. But <laughs> Justin said we could have gone another 30 minutes. <laughs> I, I, I just, you know, I'm done with the All-Star stuff. I need I'm working on my upload of Coach Sampson's comments to answer to my questions. I'm going to do that and, and then pretty much chill for the evening. But, Brother Gibson, stand, 
stand by your phone. Got got something to add for you to make your shake your head. <laughs> but right, to everybody, thank you as always for watching this edition of Folks Talking Sports. Thank you for your support of the Houston Round Bar View. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Spread the word about the show, the platform, the info, the insight we provide here as a media group. And always remember, since 1994, let me give you all some love. I don't believe Brother Gibson will, will mind this. Let me give you all some love here. Get, get the clapping going for everybody for the comments. <laughs> Now, since 1994, a Houston round ball review, local name, global perspective. Y'all take care. Peace.